Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, bringing you the Week 5 preview episodes. This is a part one. We're going to be talking about the NFC home games in this episode. Tomorrow will be the AFC home games, so make sure to check that out when that is uploaded. So, uh, there are a lot of injuries and a lot of news to talk about. I'm not going to waste too much of your time here. Uh, We're just going to jump into the Thursday night game, which should be tonight at uh by the time you are listening to this episode let's start out with the uh yeah rams seahawks jump right into it so for the rams uh some injury news here tyler higby and daryl henderson they're both limited in practice on wednesday they are going to be questionable for uh thursday night's game that is very unfortunate uh i do expect both of them to play Luckily for us, again, it's that Thursday night game, uh, so we will know 90 minutes before game time if both of them will play. Uh, in, in terms of who to start for the Rams, well, you're starting Matthew Stafford. I know he kind of had a rough game last week, but that's fine. You're starting Cooper Cup. You are starting Robert Woods. I think you start Higby if he plays. I think you start Henderson if he plays. If Daryl Henderson does not play, it will be Sony Michelle. Uh, and he's, he's kind of rising, uh, to me in, in terms of, I guess his stock in fantasy, uh, because I was full on, you know, Daryl Henderson all the way, but yeah, Michelle looked decent week three against Tampa. I don't know. Uh, I I still definitely would not start Michelle unless if Daryl Henderson is out. Um, but yeah, Michelle should be at least on your roster, even though he had a poor performance last week. He's still a valued handcuff. So Daryl Henderson, if he plays, uh, and then if Daryl Henderson doesn't play, then you could put Sony Michelle in that starting lineup. Am I missing anybody from the Rams? I think that's it. The two receivers. I know that there are some receivers for the Rams that are uh, having some good weeks. Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, both of those have 20-plus point uh, weeks. Van Jefferson last week. Deshaun Jackson week three, but it's just too inconsistent. Uh, they, you just don't want to, you just don't want to deal with that. Uh, Cooper Cup is obviously locked and loaded, and Robert Woods. They're apparently, according to reports, they want to get him more involved. So, yeah, both of those should be very solid starts against the Seahawks defense that are subpar uh, when it comes to their secondary. Actually, they're the fifth worst secondary in the nfl uh in terms of passing yards allowed per game so uh full go on the rams seattle seahawks more injuries to talk about dk metcalf he was limited in practice on wednesday he will be questionable uh chris carson missed wednesday's practice with a neck injury and he is going to be questionable again it is a uh it's a good thing that that it's thursday night but it's also a bad thing because they get less time to heal um from the reports I'm seeing, it looks like DK is going to be uh, leaning towards playing. Chris Carson is a full-on game-time decision. Uh, so you'll you'll know 90 minutes before game time, unfortunately. Uh, so make sure you're available there. But, you know, it's always good to prepare for the worst. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate, but you have a... Uh, You'll get an early notice on on Thursday, so you have a couple days to prepare. 
Um, if you want players to pick up, make sure to go check out uh, our previous episode on uh, top waiver signings. Maybe there's some players in there that you can pick up, put in that flex spot. And, uh, you know, in case if Metcalf or Higby or Carson or Henderson are out. So uh, we'll help you out there. Also, you can message us on social media. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. If you want some more advice, uh, I can uh, definitely tell you who to pick up if these guys are out. And that goes for every single matchup, every single player. So, uh, yeah, if who you're starting, Russell Wilson. Uh, you're starting Chris Carson if he plays. If Chris Carson does not play, um, then I guess what Alex Collins will be the next up in line. I mean, he had a very good week last week. Uh, he's been more and more involved. Uh, 10 carries, 44 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown for Alex Collins. Uh, when Chris Carson last game, uh, 13 carries, 30 yards, no TD. So that's four points compared to Alex Collins, 15. So really, uh, no no matter what, if Carson's hurt or not, it will be Alex Collins being involved. Uh, it is a tough matchup against the Rams rushing defense, but listen, if James Conner and Chase Edmonds can do it, if they can both have fantasy-relevant weeks last week, I think that Chris Carson and Alex Collins uh, could do it again. So Collins I have as a low flex uh, and I think he's kind of a player that's flying under the radar in a lot of leagues. So he is a low flex for me. Chris Carson is a just a, an RB2 um, just because the injuries and, and matchup. But if Chris Carson does happen to be out, it will be all Alex Collins. And Collins moves up to that uh, low end RB2 spot just based on opportunity. So there you go. Um, yeah, so you you can really start both running backs if you want. Collins, um, you know, that low-end flex uh, if Carson does play. The receivers, DK Metcalf, you are starting him if he plays. Again, it's looking like he will play. He's leaning more towards playing. Uh, Tyler Lockett, he does. He seems like he's gotten over his injury. That was uh, making him questionable from last week. You're starting him, and that's it. That's it for the receiving group. Um, no tight ends anymore. Everett's out. Uh, it's not that he's been had some great fantasy games. I mean, he's been iffy. So 28th best tight end for the season. So there's a uh, other tight ends that you should pick up and start on your team. Dawson Knox, for example, if you've listened to our previous episodes, been talking about him. Uh, that's it for the Thursday night game. We're moving on to the Sunday games. Now, this is something to take note of. There is one game that is played in the UK. We have an England game. This week, that is the New York Jets versus the Atlanta Falcons. This game will be held at uh, uh, what Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, North London, uh, and the time will be 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time or Daylight Central. It's Central Time. We'll say that. I don't know if it's Daylight Savings or not. I'm going crazy with that. Uh, but yeah, 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. Central Time, Jets versus Falcons. So if you do have those players, and you're kind of considering starting them or not, you need your lineup set by that time. So let's talk about them. Luckily, there are no notable injuries to report. So there's not a will he play, will he not play kind of deal. Uh, so we can just get into who are you starting. Uh, when it comes to New York Jets, a big part of me wants to say Zach Wilson. 
but I just, the inconsistency and the fact that he hasn't scored over 18 points, uh, my, my brain's saying no. So don't do Zach Wilson. Uh, running backs, I would put Michael Carter as a flex option. Uh, they're playing a Jets defense that gives up 127 rushing yards per game. Uh, I guess they're top 10 in most rushing yards allowed. So I, I think, I mean, I've been talking about Michael Carter for weeks now. Weeks. I mean, I've been talking about him in the preseason as well. So if, you, if you've listened to our content before, Michael Carter is, is the guy, and I think this could be his breakout game. Uh, so yeah, very, uh, uh, very excited about him. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the, the receiving game is where there's some more questions, right? Corey Davis is a start just because of his upside. I mean, he's notably had up and down games, you know, week one, 26 points, week two, less than three. Then he's at nine. Then he's at 21. Like it's a roller coaster. And when things are bad, it's really bad. But when things are good, he can have over 100 receiving yards and two TDs. We've seen that out of him, and we've seen that out of him this season. So we know he's capable. He's playing the Falcons defense, which is god-awful, as we all know. So you're starting him. I would also advise starting Jamison Crowder. Uh, if you have not seen the recent social media post, make sure to go check that out. Because I talked about how Jamison Crowder not only is a very good waiver signing for this week, but he's also a good start. Again, it's the Atlanta Falcons defense. Like this is this is a rule in fantasy, an unwritten rule. If if you have a receiver going up against the Atlanta Falcons, you start him because the Falcons have a terrible secondary, 264 passing yards allowed per game. Who is Zach Wilson going to throw to the most? The slot receiver. We've seen it before. The, the slot receiver is now Jameson Crowder. Look at Braxton Berrios week one and two. That's what we can expect out of Jameson Crowder. Last game in Crowder's first game for the NFL uh, for this season. Seven receptions, 61 yards, one TD, targeted nine times. Most targets, most receptions out of any Jets wide receiver last week. And that's when the Jets were looking good. So they can keep this momentum up. I think Crowder is going to be heavily involved. I think he's going to be the most targeted receiver on the team. If you're in a PPR leagues, half point PPR leagues, Crowder should be a instant start in that flex position. No other players on the Jets. So we can move on to the Atlanta Falcons. Really nothing to note. Um, I don't like Matt Ryan this week. I, I mean, I haven't liked him this entire season. Uh, Jets have a sneaky good secondary. Or at least it's it's nothing to uh, make fun of. They are pretty good uh, overall defense. Um, you're starting Calvin Ridley. You're starting Kyle Pitts. You're starting Cordero Patterson because I don't understand, but he just keeps scoring more and more points. Thirty-four points last week. They're, what? How did? What? I don't understand. I mean, uh, I mean. Hopefully, you listen. In uh, in the week two waiver signings, where I say you know pick up Patterson because somehow he's being involved. Um, yeah, I mean three receiving TDs last week, and he's a technically running back, so you can put him in the running back position, and he's going to put up wide receiver two numbers. That's great. That's great if you got a player like Chris Carson who could be out. 
or a player like David Montgomery, who is going to be out for four to five weeks, and we will talk about him very soon. But yeah, you're starting Patterson. Uh, Mike Davis, yeah, you're starting him. I mean, he's averaging a little over 10 points per game. You're starting him. Uh, Kyle Pitts, you're starting him. So uh, a lot more Falcons players than I would have expected, but they keep putting up fantasy points, so you're playing. That's going to be a very fun game. It's going to be very early, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this one. So beautiful stadium as well. I mean, they'll they'll probably show a lot of uh, shots of the stadium during the game. Super awesome. Love to go to a game over there sometime. Anyway, let's move on to the early games for Sunday. And um, when I'm talking early, I mean noon central time. We have the Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. Let's start out with the Detroit Lions, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. They were both limited in practice on Wednesday. They are expected to play this week against the Vikings, and you're starting both of them. TJ Hawkinson did not practice Wednesday with a knee injury. This is something that we need to keep an eye on. This is a player that I will be talking about a lot during our injury update that comes out on Saturday. So once we get more news, once we get more information uh, on, on this, the severity of this injury, and the amount of uh, practices he's had. Um, yeah, then then I'll give you further advice. As of right now, I think Hawkinson will lean more towards playing just because he's that type of player. We've, that, we've seen situations like this before where he doesn't practice all week and then he ends up playing on Sunday. But it's always a good idea to have a backup in mind. I mean, bye weeks are coming up as well, so it's, it's really important to, to note... Um, yeah, just just get prepared, right? Dawson Knox still available in a lot of leagues. Pick him up just as a safety blanket. You'll love it. I, I, I guarantee he's a great signing. Anyway, uh, Hawkinson, if he does play, you're starting him. Again, I'll be talking about that. Um, and I guess Williams and Swift in the injury update. Uh, if they aren't taken off the injury list until Friday, uh, then I will be talking about him. Detroit, anybody else? Jared Goff, if you want to get crazy. If you really want to, if you're feeling risky, you could do Jared Goff. I'm not completely confident, uh, but I have watched the Minnesota Vikings a lot this season. I've suffered through that, and Goff could have a 20-point week. I I would say that's his upside. So if you're looking for just 20 points, Goff can be your guy. Uh, Hopefully, your hopefully you know your standards aren't that low, but. Let's talk about Detroit Lions receivers. They've been iffy. I mean, Quintez Cephas is the best one there, but he's been inconsistent. Um, You know, week three against Baltimore, targeted one time. One reception, eight yards. 1.8 points for you. But you look at last week against Chicago, four receptions, 83 yards, targeted five times. So. Cephas, just because of the inconsistencies, I do believe he is the number one on the team, but I'm not completely confident in the Detroit Lions offense, so I have Cephas as a low-end flex option just because he does have that low floor, uh, but he could get you uh, up to 15 points in this game. And I think that he he has a very good matchup. It's a Minnesota Vikings secondary. A couple of the cornerbacks are also uh, out with COVID. So there's there's two corners for the Vikings that are going to miss this game because of COVID, which is very unfortunate. But 
Uh, I'm only comfortable in Quintus Cephas. Tyrell Williams is placed on the IR. I mean, you're, you don't have him in fantasy anyway. Uh, Khalif Raymond is kind of stepping up. Uh, he's someone to keep an eye on because he is looking pretty good. He's looking in the last two weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, targeted 16 times in the last two weeks. That's pretty good. Someone to keep an eye on. Uh, but, uh, again, I, I, I want to wait a little bit to see if Raymond can stay consistent before I feel comfortable starting him. Let's talk Minnesota Vikings. Really the only big injury here that's fantasy relevant. Dalvin Cook did not practice Wednesday with that ankle injury. He's questionable. Something that kept him out of week three and something that really limited him in week four. I mean, he did not look great uh, against the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if that has to do with his injury or if it's Cleveland Browns defense being very solid or a little bit of both. But Dalvin Cook uh, is still expected to play. but. This is the same news that we got in week three. Mike Zimmer was like, yeah, Delvin Cook's going to play. We need a win. And then all of a sudden, Friday, Saturday came along, and boom, he's out. So it, it's one of those situations. It, it Luckily, it's the early window for the games. So you'll know before almost any other players play, but it, it's just safe to have a backup plan. So Cook, you start him. Uh, if he's healthy, because it's against Detroit, you really start him against any defense because he has huge upside. But if Delvin Cook does not play, it will be Alexander Madison once again. And uh, you start him just opportunity-based. So I'm not starting uh, both of them. It's really just one or the other, whoever's getting the start. Uh, other Minnesota Vikings to talk about, Kirk Cousins could be a streamable quarterback just because it's very easy uh, matchup with Detroit. But I don't want to put my faith in Kirk Cousins. Last week was the, just not a fun performance from him. Uh, he looked terrible. He really yeah, just, no, I, I, I wouldn't do that. Uh, there are better quarterbacks out there. One of them I'll be talking about in, next, uh, in the next episode, in the part two, where I talk about yays and nays. So uh, look forward to that. But... It really just comes down to Delvin Cook and the two receivers, Thielen and Jefferson. I don't really need to get, get into Thielen and Jefferson. Uh, their stats really back them up. They're playing Detroit. It's an easy matchup. So Cook, Thielen, Jefferson, boom. Moving on to the next game, Philadelphia Eagles versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, let's start with the Eagles. You're starting Jalen Hurts. Uh, you are starting Miles Sanders, unfortunately. And... Throw in a little, just a little bit of Kenny Gainwell. Uh, yeah, throw in some Kenneth Gainwell. I think that um, he has a clear role in this offense. He scored more fantasy points than Miles Sanders this season. He's involved in the receiving game. He has the most uh, receptions, targets, and receiving yards out of any running back on this team. They drafted him for that exact purpose. So I'm going to go Sanders and Gainwell. Sanders as a low-end RB2, just because he still has that upside. Gainwell as a pretty solid flex, like a comfortable flex. Like I, I It's going to be tough for him to let you down. Uh, they are going up against the Carolina Panthers, so a very good defense, and one that got even better, they just acquired Stephon Gilmore. That's some breaking news for you. Not going to be active for this week's game, but still, uh, that just boosts the Panthers' defense. Um, so maybe that's an option to pick up as well 
Uh, other Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk about the receivers. Thankfully, there is a good receiver on the Eagles now. That man's Devonta Smith. You're starting him just because we've seen his upside in week one and week four. That's 19 points. We've seen his four, which is week two, with three points. But he hasn't had a week with less than six targets. And that's what I really like about him. So he is heavily targeted. Uh, and I'm starting him just because he has that upside of a, of a wide receiver too. Uh, no other wide receivers for the Eagles that I feel comfortable yet. I mean, it's sort of like the uh, the Lions receivers where it's like some have, there's weeks where, you know, like Quez Watkins does really good or Jalen Rieger scores that touchdown. But no, I, I need to see consistency before I uh, tell you to start him. Uh, tight end, you're starting Goddard. Oh, and uh, maybe, I don't want to say it, but you could start Zach Ertz. 15 targets in the last two games. He's averaging little over 13 points per game in the last two weeks. Goddard's still there, though. He's still doing it. But Zach Ertz is, is clearly more involved than anybody wants him to. And he's a good option to start this week. He's a good option. There's not a lot of good receivers, reliable receivers in Philadelphia. So you look towards the tight ends in Dallas Goddard and Zachary. So you can start both of them, uh, and you're not going to feel good about it. Uh, anyway, Carolina Panthers, only big news, Christian McCaffrey. He's questionable with a calf injury uh, when they suffered two weeks ago in that Thursday night game against the Houston Texans. But head coach Matt Rule, uh, he said Christian McCaffrey's looking good. Um, he, he said that it's most likely going to be a game-time decision. Again, luckily, it's the early window. Uh, so there's a good chance McCaffrey could actually play this week, which is not what I expected him uh, to do. Honestly, I would almost prefer him to be out another week just so that he could fully heal and rest up, but there is a chance he's going to play, and that is very, very important. This is news that we will follow very closely, and uh, yeah, this will probably be the most important player to talk about in the injury update coming out this Saturday. Uh, so you're starting McCaffrey, obviously, if he plays. If he doesn't, it will be Chuba Hubbard as the RB2. I would not start Chuba Hubbard if McCaffrey does play, uh, just because the only great thing that we've seen from Chuba is the volume, is the amount of carries that he gets when McCaffrey is out. So if McCaffrey's not out, there goes Chuba Hubbard's value. So, um, yeah, Sam Darnold, I think you can start now. Uh, it's awesome that he's looking really good. Uh, Philly's got a decent defense, but it's beatable. Sam Darnold's actually the fifth best quarterback this season. So had a heck of a game last week against Dallas. And uh, yeah, he, he's he's looking to uh, continue this hot streak. So you're starting Darnold. You're starting either McCaffrey or Chuba, whichever one is uh, going to be the starting running back. DJ Moore is coming off a very good game as well. Uh, he, I mean, he's having a really good season. Fourth best receiver so far. Uh, 15.4 points. It was his worst week. So starting DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson's a a toss up. This is a bit of a tough one. Um, yeah. It, the reason why is because it, I throughout the first three weeks, he really wasn't targeted that much. He wasn't that involved. First three weeks, he his best week was three receptions with six targets. His worst week was. Week three, one reception, two targets. 
We saw in week four, he still has that upside with 11 targets, but it's the inconsistency that scares me. So Anderson, low-end flex because he has higher upside than most uh, other low-end flexes, but Anderson kind of fading out. So we'll, we'll see. I think this is going to be a very important performance for uh, when it comes to Robbie Anderson's fantasy value. So uh, you're still starting him this week, but if he lets you down this week, we might need to find a different player to start. Uh, any other Panthers players? I don't think so. There's no tight end that I'm interested in. Nope, that is it. Let's move on to the next game. We have the New Orleans Saints versus the Washington football team. Uh, Saints, wow. Who are you going to start? Elvin Kamara? That's it. That's it. Thank you, Saints, for making this easy for me. Uh, not starting James Winston. Uh, not confident in his ability against this amazing Washington defense. Um, if Elvin, Elvin Kamara wasn't so dang good, I would be hesitant to start him. But because he has, he's one of the best running backs in the league, it's really the matchup doesn't matter. But, man, I mean, Washington's got a very good defense. So, really, it's Kamara, and that's it. Uh, Washington football team, on the other hand, we got some injury news to talk about. Logan Thomas has been placed on the IR. He's going to be out for at least three weeks. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. There's other tight ends to pick up. I mean, I've mentioned Jared Cook. I mentioned Dawson Knox just so many times at this point. Uh, so hopefully they're still available. Less than 50% of leagues still. So uh, hopefully he is available in yours if you are a Logan Thomas owner. Antonio Gibson and Curtis Samuel, they both missed practice on Wednesday. Uh, again, uh, we will know so much more information in the Saturday injury update. So, um, right now we're going to talk about, let, let's just pretend that they're going to be healthy. Um, but yeah, who are you starting for Washington? Taylor Heineke is a sneaky flex, not sneaky flex, sneaky stream, uh, against new Orleans. He's coming off a great game. 27 fantasy points scored. I know that was against Atlanta. But that's his upside. So uh, it, I would probably guess he'll be around the low twenty range. Uh, I don't think I don't see him getting any lower than like eighteen points. So I, I like this better than players like Goff, uh, Cousins, Winston. You know, like I I like him a little bit better than uh, some other options. So not as much as Darnold, but um, yeah. So that that's kind of the level I have him at. Uh, you're starting Gibby and that's Antonio Gibson, by the way, I call him Gibby. And I would say that Jaden McKissick is a low end flex, uh, just because he could get some involvement. If Gibson, um, is out, even if Gib Gibson's questionable, they might want to limit him. Uh, but Jaden McKissick, he, he's been involved. It, it's kind of been up and down for him week two and four. He did really good week one and three, let you down. Uh, and he let you down hard. So he he's in the flex just because he has upside. He can score 20 points like he did in week two, but he is a low-end flex because of the inconsistency. Uh, receivers, Terry McLaurin, absolutely. Don't even need to talk about him. Curtis Samuel, I'm still benching this week uh, if he does play, just because I I didn't see anything from week four that made me want to start him. I mean, five points, four receptions, 19 yards, fine. But 
you know, I, I'm going to wait till he actually puts up start worthy numbers before I put him in my starting lineup. You'd have to be really desperate. Uh, and no tight end, unfortunately, because Logan Thomas is out. So, next matchup, final one in the uh, early window. We have the Miami Dolphins versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Some Dolphins news Will Fuller place on the IR. Uh, it's not like you're going to start him anyway. Um, it, Jacoby Brissett is still going to be the starting quarterback. Miles Gaskin is still going to let you down because it's Tampa Bay. So you bench Miles Gaskin this week. You, it's very unfortunate. Actually, after this week, Miles Gaskin might be a very, very good trade uh, target because he is he's been struggling this season, and Gaskin owners are not happy at all. But you look at the next matchups that they have: Jacksonville, Atlanta, tough week in Buffalo, but then Houston. Like it, it's it's looking it's looking uh it's looking like it could be okay mid-season for Miles Gaskin. So we, we've seen, like, he scored 12 points week one. He scored 10 points week three. So he's still there. But tough matchups mixed with just a questionable offense that's run by Jacoby Brissett. I think if Tua was starting, he would uh, Gaskin would be a lot better. So uh, Gaskin could be a very good trade target because he's not going to have a good time against Tampa, the best rushing defense in the NFL. Um receivers it, it, it's really actually just overall players uh, Jalen Waddle and Mike Gesicki that's it those are the only two guys I'm starting uh Tampa Gronk he's going to be doubtful this week he's actually expected to miss multiple weeks there's a, a good chance that he's going to miss two or three um just miss the IR but you know he, he could be out for two more weeks uh I would expect that if you're a Gronk owner uh just to be safe so you're starting Brady uh, I, I, I would say start Fournette. If you look at the points that he scored throughout the season, there's only one week where he scored less than 10 points. That was week three against the Rams, a very tough rushing defense. Now he plays Miami, who's a fine defense. So starting Fournette, you're not starting Ronald Jones. You are starting Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, because they're all involved and they all have huge upside. No tight ends. Bada bing, bada boom. Moving on to the Sunday afternoon games. We only got two of them here, so stick with me. We have the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. This is probably going to be one of my favorite games to watch just because they both have exciting potential. Uh, Let's start with the New York Giants. They are dealing with a ton of injuries. We have Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton not practicing on Wednesday. Uh, We have Squan Barkley and Kenny Galladay limited on Wednesday's practice. Uh, I would say. Shepard and Slayton leaning more towards not playing. Barkley and Galladay leaning towards playing. I think the Barkley uh, injury or the the limitation for Barkley on Wednesday was more precautionary. They just don't want to push him too hard just because he's getting over uh, a gruesome injury. So I would expect Barkley to play like full go. I I think he's going to be taken off the injury report before Friday. Uh, Galladay, I think so as well. So yeah, you're starting Daniel Jones. He's one of my, I, I think out of any streamable quarterback, I think Daniel Jones is my favorite one. And I actually don't think he's streamable anymore. I think you should pick him up, and I think uh, you should start him for this week against Dallas. You're, you're starting Squan Barkley. You're starting Kenny Galladay, because thank God he put up some major points. He's still there, guys. Kenny Galladay is still a, a top talent. 
Uh, Sterling Shepard, if he plays, because apparently he's Daniel Jones's favorite receiver. Uh, but if he doesn't, it's just more points to Galladay. Kadaris Tony is someone to keep an eye on. If he performs uh, like he did in week four, he might be on the waiver signing list. So, uh, but yeah, not starting Tony yet. You want to see some consistency. Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys. Mark Cooper is the only injury news here. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. He's questionable. Uh, yeah, dealing with a, a rib injury, which is very unfortunate, but there's a still a good chance that he can play uh, because he did it last week, dealing with the same injury. So Dak Prescott, big start. Ezekiel Elliott, big start. There is Tony Pollard that you could start, but I wouldn't uh, just because, I mean, last two games have been fine. Seven points, six points, eh. I want to go with a guy with higher upside in, in the flex position, so not Pollard. Always good to have on a roster, though. Uh, you're starting CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. If Amari Cooper plays, I would actually count on Amari Cooper playing. But if things change, I will let you know on Saturday. Now, final game this week or for the NFC home games, at least, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, San Fran dealing with injuries. What's new? Elijah Mitchell questionable with a shoulder injury. George Kittle's day-to-day with calf injury, but didn't practice on Wednesday. Jimmy Garoppolo, his injury wasn't as severe as people thought, so there's actually a good chance he might play this week. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, some advice, don't start any Niners quarterback or running back. Uh, you start Kittle if he plays, but make sure to have a backup tight end ready like Dawson Knox. and. Um, you start Debo, and that's it. You don't start Ayuk yet. He, I mean, he hasn't to me he hasn't proved that he's going to put going to put up enough points to make the starting lineup. So it's Debo, Kittle if he plays. Easy. Arizona Cardinals, on the other hand, oh man, it's more of uh, what player shouldn't you play? You're starting Kyler Murray. You are starting, well, the running backs. First of all, Chase Edmonds, he didn't practice on Wednesday with a shoulder injury. This is something that we need to monitor very closely. But that just means that James Conner is a automatic lock uh, for this game. Coming off of two great weeks. Last week against the Rams, putting up two rushing touchdowns. That's awesome. Chase Edmonds, if he is playing, you are starting him as well. Uh, lowest scoring week was 12 points. I mean, come on. So you're getting at least 12 points out of him? That's amazing. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a start. AJ Green, I would put as a flex option. No more or no, that's funny. No Rondo Moore, no Christian Kirk yet. Um, again, it's a consistency issue. So if you need to put both of them at flex, they are a very low uh, valued flex player. And that is it. That is all I got. Uh, yeah, again, part two, AFC home, home games coming out tomorrow. Make sure to tune in for that. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.